Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. I'm so excited because today I have a fellow wildcat on The Vibe. Alyssa Wasco and I met at the University of Arizona many years ago. She was a year older than me, and Alyssa was always in that entrepreneur mindset. She created a line called Donnie Charm at the time in college, dedicating the name to her father who passed away. That's something we also have in common. I'll never forget seeing t-shirts with embellishments of wings and on wings to honor her father. Now, years later, she's created a name in the industry, collaborating with many designers, opening pop-up shops, making so many pieces customizable for you. Alyssa, I would love if you could introduce yourself. Hi. Um, well, that was a pretty darn good intro. <laughs> there is to say. Um, you also have been there, like, really from the beginning. I know. So the full evolution, which I'm not sure how I feel about because we've come a long way. And I, sometimes I want to like erase those early years. No, but... those were such special college times. Like people coming to your apartment to get those t-shirts. I mean, I can't. People were like waiting in line to get scarves in 90 degree Tucson, Arizona. Weather. Yeah, like what was up with us? But still, I, I don't want you to get, forget that because that's really where it started there. It, that's where it all started. So tell, tell us about yourself. I know that I, I gave you a good intro, but, you know, maybe coming from a place of being in college, your father passing, when all of these things happened, what, where, where did you, like, where did you decide to, to begin this process? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I always knew I was going to do something in fashion. I obviously, you know, when you're younger, you're like, I want to work in fashion, and I never really knew what I would do I had like a ton of different internships and things like that and I think when I was in college and my dad passed away you know this was never a plan every single stage of our business even till this day which is you know very um you know it's it's not the norm to kind of have things happen and kind of pivot from there we have no business plan we still have no business plan. <laughs> think it's just been a series of events, incidents, obstacles um, that have made our business what it is. So, you know, when I made a scarf when I was in college a few months after my dad had passed away, it was a creative outlet for myself. It was something that like I was doing to channel my grief and like work through it in like a creative way. Um, and I think, that you know once people were like what is this I want one and I started making them and then more people wanted them it just like really took on a life of its own and it really helped me get through that stage I mean losing your dad at 19 I don't know if suddenly means anything I think like it sucks no matter whether it's sudden or not no matter what it's tragic you know yeah um I think it like I think when you lose a parent at that age or around that age, it's kind of like survival. Yeah. I don't know if you have the tools at that time to like properly process or grieve or like, you know, have the wherewithal to like know kind of how to like process and go through it. So I kind of always tell myself like that year was like really just surviving. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this business, even though it wasn't a business at the time, was my survival. It was really how I got through it. It helped me get up every day. And I think the combination of the creativity um, and me putting my my energy into that and knowing that like this was touching other people um, and also having like kind of a tangible reminder every day yeah. of my dad 
these angel wing charms that we were attaching to scarves, which like now sounds like such a crazy concept. <laughs> I still think I have mine like in my like in my mom's house, like somewhere. Yeah, we moved offices yesterday and I found some stuff where I was like, Well, how did we even like <laughs> this but yeah I mean like this angel wing charm it like was representative of so much it was my dad watching over me I mean people were buying our pieces in the very beginning and it was like they were buying them yes there were so many people that were buying them to support me but there were also people that were like buying them and they were providing comfort for them for whether they lost someone or you know they gave it to their sister who was going through chemo and she wore it in chemo like every time that she went or things like that it was it was a comfort I think comfort is really who we are and I think comfort takes on so many different forms yeah obviously a lot of physical forms but I think it goes like so far beyond that and I think that's really the foundation of who we are how we started where we are now and kind of everything in between um but yeah I mean that's it started because people wanted them and I kept making them and it just kind of evolved from there um and here we are I guess 11 years later crazy it's so crazy to think it's been 11 years (laughs) We're both so old now. So it's really crazy that you just said everything that I was about to just ask you about creativity, <laughs> your father, the angel wings, every every single thing, which is all that I ever want for a guest is to just like naturally have that flow out into them. And I le- literally, I was, the last thing I wrote was, how does this vibe with your vam- your family's viewpoint of comfort? And you were, the way you just said, the way you just described grief and comfort couldn't have been more on par with exactly what I would have expected you to say. And also something that it is it's think about it when we're sad most of us go to our beds or something like get in a cozy position so it's really it's couldn't be more fitting that during a time of grieving you found comfort in comfort yeah which I think is just amazing so I have to ask you what is Johnny's like mission statement or like the general general vibe you'd like people to feel when they hear about it or when they wear it I think um just I want people to feel good period the end um which sounds really simple and I think a lot of brands would say that but I think you know with within like kind of like taking off from the comfort I think confidence and comfort are kind of like two things that go hand in hand I feel like when you feel comfortable in what you're wearing and like there's a way that like when you wear something it makes you feel a certain way and it gives you this confidence and when you feel that confidence it's like there's nothing you can't do and it makes you feel really good so for me that's like really all I want I want people to go to our website and feel like they're a friend I want them to feel like I don't want you to go to our website and feel like we're like this unattainable cool girl like whatever I want my grandma and her friends to go to our website and feel like (laughs) I want like my cousin and her friends to feel like they can come to our website. I want everyone. I don't want anyone to feel like they don't belong on our website Absolutely. in our clothes. And I think that more realistically, like 
that takes time. I think like we need to build out like a lot of different product categories and like all these different elements to really have something for everyone. And I think that's like my ultimate goal. However, like right now, I just want to feel like a brand that's your friend. I want to feel like you are always welcome and I want you to put on our stuff and I just want you to feel good in it and like you can do whatever the F you want to do. Absolutely. And you know, I obviously have known you for a while, but anytime that something new has come out that I've been like, oh my God, before this sells out, like I need this. It's sometimes I don't even talk to you directly. It's your team. And I don't even know that it's like, you know, I just realized probably a year ago that it was one girl from your team and everyone is treated fairly. Do you know what I mean? It's like everyone is so kind. Everyone has that same mentality of we want you to be comfortable. We will do our best to do to get you whatever items like it's just it's like, you know, not to be biased, but because I did go to school with you and because I did see you grow this and because I have seen where you've come today, even today I'm wearing my waffle bucket hat. It's like (laughs) so crazy to just think like, you've I don't know if you manifested this I don't know if you ever thought it would come this far but we'll get into that so what so so I need to ask you what do you think makes Donnie so unique and how does it differ from other comfort athleisure brands I think uh, there's a few different things I and just FYI inclusivity is my next question so if that was part of it I want you to just know that no I won't touch on that we can like that's a big topic yeah. that's worth separately. Um, I think we really reinvent classics, but we elevate them. Mm-hmm. I think for us, the details, I think, you know, Henley's have been around forever. Yeah. Like literally they were men's work shirts in the 1800s. So like this isn't a style that is we're reinventing like something uh, had like unbelievable but we reinvented it I think I think we reinvented it we've changed silhouettes we've changed trim details we've changed buttons we've changed um all different elements on it to make it feel special to make it feel something that yes like you can wear sitting by the fire watching a movie and like couldn't be more comfortable you can fall asleep in it but you can also throw it on with jeans and put a blazer over it and wear it to a meeting so I think it's the the details. I think it's reinventing classics. I think, you know, there are there's always something that will make it feel special. Um, I don't want it to ever feel basic. That's right. like my scary word. <laughs> and I think not and, the I, and, I, ho- and I hope you know that basics words. basics isn't a bad word. It's also like I think a great word is for you to use instead of basic is like you just like a clean, fresh look. Yeah, it's like an essential. It's like, I think that what basic really means, I think that word has taken on like- It really has. (laughs) And the things that you should be investing in in your closet are basics that you gravitate towards all the time. It's not something that you're going to wear once or twice. It's something that you're going to wear and wash every single week. Yep. Um, So I think like it's those things, but that feel- a little special and I think that those details are really what um, differentiate our product physically mm-hmm. um, I like the back end side of things whether it is like our incredible team the sewers and the the people that make our product and like what just like what we believe in I think that really sets us apart I think the fashion industry is tough um, that's a really nice way to put it <laughs> um, 
I just feel there's a lot of toxicity in the industry and I don't want any part of that. Um, So I think there's just like, you know, kind of goes back to the feel good thing and the comfort thing. Yeah. Um, Our team and the people just who make our product. And I have to speak upon your team again, because when you did a pop up on Elizabeth Street in New York, right by my apartment, I had the opportunity of meeting some of your sewers and um, planking on her name really hard right now. But I met her and she was wonderful. And everyone was just so I mean, obviously, I felt like I was just coming into like girl world and like I was immediately like yeah, I'll come out here in my bra and not, do you care if I just change right here yeah. right now? And like, that's for me, that's the kind of uh, brand I always vibe with one. That's like yeah. very fine with me being authentically me, which is being absolutely batshit crazy because I totally am. But like you, yeah. you, you embrace that part of me. And so did your whole team. Like I was like, should I do two uh, heart buttons or should I do three? Tell me guys, what do you really think? I could have sat there all day with you guys. And I mean, you, listen, like, I think it's just like, being real keeping it real it's like I don't understand sorry for the siren it's all good I I don't understand like when you walk into a store and like the vibe is like ignore the customer or like make them feel like be rude to them or like whatever it's like and that's like not uncommon yeah and like it's like I just want people to feel comfortable like that's really it and I think you guys do a really good job of not overdoing it too for example my mom and I were at a furniture store the other day um and this woman just would not stop like would not stop and we were like okay that's not comfortable like I don't want to like you're you're deterring us from buying this mirror that we both love yeah well there's a difference between (laughs) being chill and making someone feel comfortable wow I hope hope everyone's okay I I do too But, like, being pushy is, like, very different. It's, like, you'll gravitate towards what you like and what feels good for you and right for you. And if you want an opinion, you can ask for it. If not, like, you're not going to get one. No, totally. But it was just funny the way that you said that because you guys do make us people feel so comfy. But but it's, like, on the contrary, we had somebody who was just trying way too hard that we were, like, all right, we're out of this store. We're done. Like, not happening. Took a picture of the mirror. We'll find it somewhere else. Like see you later so it's it's a it's a fine line of of also reading the room which is something you guys clearly know how to do very well is like read your customers very well which is really really amazing and on the topic of customers I want to talk about inclusivity because you seem to be the mastermind behind that you have the best sizing you're the only person I know who has extra extra smalls which is really important for me (laughs) and you also have extra extra larges which is also really important for other people as well and I want to know how did you create a brand that was for everybody not just for one type because I know it obviously can't be easy and I know it's obviously taken years to get there but you are one of the few brands that really really allows you know my size to xyz size extra extra small to extra small to small medium extra large it's really it's wild and really important how did you get there it is an ongoing work in progress. I think that um, what people don't realize is how much work goes into extending sizes. Um, not only like the physical work that goes into it, but it's it's um, it's an investment for yeah. sure. Uh, but for me, I mean, the fact that we have extra extra small to extra extra large, yes, is not common for like a contemporary brand. Um, but like we're working on extending it even farther than that. 
which is going to take a lot of time, but it's something that's super important to me and just kind of goes back to the comfort thing. Like, I don't want anyone to ever go to our site and like leave feeling like we didn't have something for them. Right. Um, and yeah, it's something that I feel really passionately about. And it's like, I'm really impatient with it because it's like, I want to have something for everyone right now. The minute they go to our site. Yeah. Um, and you know, but to do something right takes time for sure. And I think the fact that we got within the past year from the extra extra small to the extra extra large was a was a big a big thing. And um It was a big game changer for me. Yeah, even I even when I was in your store, there was a sweater and it was extra extra yeah. small, remember? And I was like I was like, Is this right? And you were like, Yeah. And I was like, Oh my, yeah, with the with the pearl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was I think the first collection we actually did the before that we were extra small to extra large um so that was like kind of when we we started doing it and I mean more so than that I think we've started um you know we've been doing these 101 videos for a really long time they started really just on our immediate team when we'd launch a product being shown when we have all different bodies this is these are the sizes we're all wearing we would just post on Instagram stories it was like a very casual thing and they were so well received. And then once the pandemic hit, it was like, how can we still do this? So we took them virtual and it was engaging people within our community, not influencers, not anything. It was just women who loved our product and wanted to, and felt passionately enough about it to make a video and talk about it and talk about the fit. And, you know, we really try for every product drop to show um, the styles on every single size that we offer. Right. It's a, makes me emotional how, <laughs> um, much it like touches people. Like the messages we receive when we post these, it like really th- like it, like I literally sometimes can't even talk about it. It's like how much people appreciate it. Seeing our, not even us seeing product on different bodies it goes a long way and it also really helps people see what they might look like in it. Absolutely. And, you know, coming from somebody who is on the smaller side, who can't fit into like who just generally can't fit into much. The moment that you came out the extra, extra smalls, I was like, Oh my God, let's fucking go Donnie. Because it's like, it's like, not only does it, elevate like my own self and my look and not keep me wearing baggy clothes which I believe me I can rock that I can wear bagginess and make it cool but there's nothing like something fitting correctly and comfortably and being like like the moment that the extra extra smalls came out I truly was like this was for me and I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel when they you know when other sizes come out for them even if they're like back ordered or whatever it was it's like when that comes out it's like oh my god this was meant for me (laughs) so since you so since you just brought it up how did COVID affect your business um it was a wild ride I mean we had actually made some changes to our team about a month before COVID happened and just a little bit of um a re a revamp refresh I think um you know so we were kind of interviewing to rebuild our team we moved to a new office Malika, who's worked with me for 10 years, um, we, it was just going to be the two of us. And then we were rebuilding, um, about three to four people beyond that. 
and we moved to a new office that we needed a bigger space. And right while we were in the interview process, COVID happened. And I was like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Like, there's two of us. We have this huge office. We haven't rebuilt our team yet. Like, oh my God. And it was the two of for three months. And it was, I literally look like sometimes we look at each other and like, remember when it was the two of us? And we're just like, no, I literally can't. Like, it was the most insane thing that I've ever experienced. And then we like quickly, we just, I mean, listen, like it was a series of like momentum building for years, I think. And then right place, right time. And I think it was kind of like the perfect equation of all of those things that kind of just like, like really um, catapulted things. So then we quickly completely rebuilt our team, um, which like, our team now is five, six times the size that it was. And it, and that happened within like a six month period of time. We just moved offices yesterday. We didn't even have, we broke our, well, we're still looking for someone to take our I office. I saw the picture of the new office. It looks so gorge. Yeah, it's exciting. It's like a real big girl space. Um, and it's just like a crazy weird thing. It's like, I still like yesterday I walked in and like, everyone's like, why are you being so quiet? And I was just like taking it all in. I was like, this feels like an out of body experience. I was like, I can't believe that like, this is our office. I can't believe like, this is our team. Like, I can't believe this is like, I don't know. I mean, listen, like I've been doing this for 11 years and like, it certainly felt real every step of the way, but this just feels like legit in a way that I... I mean, I, I am somebody who, even though I've known you forever, I still go on your website, like, as if it's, it's just part of my everyday, like, thing, like, what's up with Nani today? <laughs> and you guys are always selling out. Like, you really, really are. We were just talking before this about, like, the smiley, the smiley sweatshirt. And it's like, you guys, I don't, I always wore Donnie because I was influenced by you, but pre-COVID, I am just curious what the sales were like, as opposed to after COVID because I I know people were buying left and right. I mean, I'm wearing a bucket hat right now that I literally said to, I reached out to Alyssa and was like, you cannot sell out of these two. And if you do, <laughs> I'll buy them right now. So at that time, everything was selling out so quickly. I even think these hats sold out within like two minutes. Like I literally got the blue and the black, thank God. Um, but, um, and I remember telling Pamela to be like, you, if I don't get them, like you be on the lookout for it. Like both of us have to be on it. <laughs> Um, but you sold out so quickly and I feel like that's also has to be such an overwhelmingly exciting feeling to be like, holy shit, we just continue to sell and sell and sell. And it's like, what's there's, I mean, there's gotta be beauty, you know, you have to find the silver lining in like the tough times. For sure. I mean, I think that, I mean, we produce locally in LA, so like overproducing and just like being conscious and aware of waste is always something that we've been, um, that's just been important to us. So I think like even before COVID happened, you know, we just like very closely monitor demand. So I think that as far as like selling out goes, that's especially with our more popular styles, like that's always been something and like we can reproduce things at that point, we could reproduce things pretty quickly. Um, But COVID was definitely a new, um, a new, type of sellout. I mean, 
we had most of our spring orders canceled like the week that COVID happened. So then we had all of that inventory also. Wow. But I think that was kind of when we pivoted to this new structure where we didn't launch a full collection at one time. We really launched by style and we took the time to educate our customers on these pieces. And I think by doing that and talking about fabric and talking about fit and talking about care, um, and like, just like styling and all of that, I think in educate, having the opportunity to properly educate our customer, um, really just like did something and we would sell out of thousands of units in four minutes. I am well aware because I was one of those yeah. people who'd refresh and see nothing's left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching the Shopify screen when that's happening is a wild <laughs> I mean, on launch days, my partner Tom, it's like we would like literally like stare at the screen and like make bets on like what it would get to. And it was just like so fun and so exciting. I was like, is this what it feels like to go to Vegas and gamble? Like, yeah, I don't like gambling, but like, I can certainly get on board if like this is the high you get. From, from that's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that during that time you were able to pivot and find and I agree with you that I think the transparency of being like this is how this is gonna look this is how you wash this this is how you should take care of this these are the kind these are the range of girls who wear this and that really has created such a it's almost like a storytelling of like your clothing and your vibe yeah and I think also just like showing it on real people it's not like on a set it's like you know, I think on our stories, especially, we just like, like to keep it as real as possible. And I think that, you know, like these girls aren't given a script. They are literally, they, we send it to them and they're talking about like whatever they want to point out. All they have to talk about, like that they have to hit is like the sizing they normally wear, what size they're wearing, what their cup size is and how tall they are. Like otherwise, like they can say anything else that they want. And like a really good example is like, that I think of off the top of my head is Tara, I don't know how to say her last name, but Tara Salati, um, you know, she had a baby and pre-baby she did that like, you know, 101 kind of, this is what I wear, this is what I do. And before that she wasn't pregnant. And then while she was pregnant, she was still wearing the Terry bra, still wearing. So it's like something that like, even when your body's changing and moving and growing and whatever the circumstance may be it's great to know that that's still an item that she can still keep in her wardrobe. So it goes back to, it goes back to the basics, the staples, the, the things that you need. Yeah. I I hope so. No, I I, I know so. So let's talk, let's talk collabs because in my opinion, you really are the queen of collaborations. I mean, pop-ups, you name it. I love that that idea of working together. Can you tell us a bit about your past collaborations and your most recent and how they usually come about? Um, I will say that the majority of them really do come about organically. I think the Koi collaboration was like truly one of my favorites because like that really was like the absolute most organic thing ever. Um, Is that the mug one? That's the mug Yeah, one. I mean, so, that one sold out within, with, with, I, if I wish I could see the Shopify moment for that one. Yeah, that was a good one. But I mean, Koi, I mean, she is a ceramicist. She makes these smiley face mugs that, you know, I mean, she is a black woman run business and she really blew up. Um, I mean, her mugs sell out in 
seconds. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted one and like, I don't even remember. I think like we were DMing and um, she needed some supplies, uh, like label printers and things like that. And like, we had a couple of label printers, we had labels and like, I sent them to her. Um, and she was just like, I think she was experiencing so much demand and, you know, um, she was asking me like some questions about like getting things structured and like getting help. And I don't know, we were just kind of like talking and like feeding off of each other. And I was like, you know what, like, would you want to do something together? I was like, I feel like doing, um, like some sort of set and like making a sweatshirt with your smiley face design in that color and would do so well and she's like oh my god yes and then like we went I mean we were talking about that I think in like June or July and we launched it in November so it was definitely you know they take time if you do them right they really take time also like she makes these mugs like herself by hand she has like a retailer she has her own direct-to-consumer business so you know we really wanted to fit it in in a space where I don't want this to be like stressful for her so it was like we kind of just like she made them over time and we did these cute little box sets. I mean, the sweatshirts turned out so cute. I just like when you use her mug, it just makes you happy. Yes, it has a smiley face on it, but like there's no, just but like it's like some... a chicness about it. It's just the best mug. Like I swear, like I have one on my desk that I keep like all of my fabric scissors in, and I like stare at it every day, and it like it just brings me joy. And I don't know, people just like really I mean it was a combination that was like felt like such a true collaboration because I feel like there was discovery on both ends like our customers discovered her her customers discovered us we really worked together it felt so organic um and it felt really special and you know in we were able to support her she was able to support us and like we donated proceeds to black girl ventures which is an organization that we're now working with. Uh, we're working on a collaboration with them right now. Um, and that actually, that literally you keep leading me perfectly in the directions that I need to go. And I was going to say, what are some things Donnie is working on that no one really knows about? Maybe some charities that you donate to, like tell us, you know, a little behind the scenes of just the clothing. Yeah. Um, well, we're talking to black girl ventures right now, just on a a little jewelry collaboration for black history month. But beyond that, we're also hoping to work with some of their, um, women within their network that are looking to get into the fashion industry. And we're going to do hopefully, um, a collaboration with, uh, a woman that wants to start her own line. That's amazing. That could be very exciting. It's like very early stages. Um, but that's one that I'm super excited about. I mean, as far as um, other organizations, I work really closely with Art Therapy Project in New York. Yeah. Um, so kind of do some ongoing things with them. We're talking about doing, um, we actually just did this hand embroidery um, for our website for Valentine's Day. A very good friend of mine does the hand embroidery. And I think we're going to do a class with the Art Therapy Project with some of the their um, sexually abused uh, victims and do uh, send them embroidery kits and teach a virtual class um, and embroider some of our sweatshirts. So sweet. Um, And that's so fun. That's kind of like the new, um, that reminds me, I feel like that's like the 2.0 version of (laughs) tie-dyeing. Like everyone's in quarantine now. They're going to like start embroidering (laughs) instead of tie-dyeing, which is so, so smart. And, And obviously I don't know if you know this about me, but 
I was sexually abused as a child. So to know that you're giving back to that is just so special to me. Well, I did not know that. Well, yeah, we actually, when I still lived in New York, I did a class with them. Um, that At that time it was in person and we did a, a, a scarf painting workshop with their um, sexually abused victims. And it was like such a wild experience also like, for anyone who doesn't, I don't know how, like, I guess you don't really know this unless you experience it, but like creativity is therapy for the right, not for everyone, but, um, it changes people. Like there was a project that they did where they showed, um, vets with PTSD, their art project, the first day of their classes. And then a year later, and to see the evolution of their art and how they go through and cope with all of these things that they've gone through, it's very real and I think it seems like sometimes like painting like what is that doing for you like it is real and like art therapy is a very 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 real thing I mean I coped with losing my dad not by painting necessarily but like through a form of creativity so I you know believe it to be true more than anyone so I think um supporting them they're always a cause that's you know very close to me um and, yeah. and on that idea of just like creativity and art and painting, as I was telling you, Tina Marie Clark, who was on the podcast right before you, she um, in the last, I would say, four months got into painting and she got a DM from someone saying uh, your paintings are really ugly. And she, you know, when we were talking about it. She was like, <laughs> she was like, but these are for me. These are just for me. And I told you, obviously, about what she went through. Everyone can listen to that podcast to hear about it. But she went through something traumatizing. And I think it's easy to say that the past year for everyone has been really tough. So even when we were just mentioning tie-dyeing, all of these things, they're all therapeutic. And, like, now you're creating something new that's, that isn't basic, as, as you would say with the tie-dye <laughs> world, as I say that in quotes. That isn't basic. That's something that you can actually think about and really put to... Uh, I was about to say put to paper, but really put to clothing, which is really amazing. And that obviously fills my soul to hear that. So I would love to get a little bit personal and just ask you what an average day looks like for you. And I know that every day is probably different, but like an average day, not in quarantine. Not important. Yeah, like a day that you could like, like a day that you could go out and get a coffee, (laughs) like a day that you could like start your day getting a coffee like I know you have a dog like you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay average day probably um I mean I guess like my days are like kind of normal I go into the office we go into the office a couple days a week now Mm -hmm. so I guess that that is really a normal day yeah I would say um, I wake up on the earlier ish side um Olive and I usually go for about a four mile walk and then Good I Good for you, four miles? <laughs> yeah, I really like walking. Like Good for you, I like... When I say I'm a, really a grandma, like I'm a bubby and Like, are you way. like so literally yeah, walking like, fast? No, no, not like, no. I mean, I'm like walking quickly, but I'm not doing the arm switching. Oh, I love that. I'm dead for you. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> um, I'm home. I make my coffee, take my vitamins, I shower. Is this getting into too much detail? I leave. No, it's great. I get dressed, I leave for work. Um, you know, go into the office. I try and structure my day as best I can to have as many of my calls in the morning. 
And then I have like more of like my team meetings and they like internal stuff in the afternoon. It doesn't always work out that way. I mean, I feel like every day there's always like a crisis and issue. I mean, when you're producing locally, there's a lot that goes on and a lot that happens. So, um, that usually shakes up my day quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say like external phone calls, internal meetings, um, you know, in there, it's a lot of, you know, just like overseeing and managing our team. I, I try and fit in as much like design and product time as I can. I really, um, need to be in like a creative atmosphere to do that and like yeah. we'd outgrow our old office very, very quickly so it was a little bit of a shit show so I wasn't feeling like my most creative so I tr- started doing most of my design work from home um but now that we have our new office I'm very excited because ha- I have a design room and a studio and all of that fun dreamy stuff I love I that never thought I would have but um yeah and then I I come home um, I cook dinner with Matan. Um, we usually sit by the fire and either watch a show. Sometimes we play shush bash. Um, and then we go to bed early. I'm I like love it. I know. Like, I, lo- I mean, we were both grandma. just saying that we were Looking meant for quarantine. <laughs> yeah. So this, this, is, this is actually really for us. But you know what? I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you, has there ever been a moment where you wanted to give up? And if so, sure. can you tell us one story of a time where you were like, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with this shit? <laughs> Let me think. I mean, the easy answer is yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, you have to have resilience if you want to. I think own any business, but I think like especially in fashion, it's like there are so many things that happen. Um that are so easy to just be like, no, there's no way to recover from this. Like, I'm trying to think of like a... You don't need to have a story. I was just like, that one was one that I should have told you about before, but it's all good. It's more of like, I just really want, I just personally wanted to know, like, was there ever a time in your life where you were like, I absolutely don't want to do this. Like, I know there was one time for me with yoga that I was like, okay, I feel like I'm not being taken seriously. And I can remember this one time specifically with the specific employer. So it was very, you know, to the point. But I was just, because you've been in this for 11 years now. So there has to be points where you're like, I'm moving onward and forward from here. Yeah. I think there have been like a lot of those moments. I think for me, um, as I have like grown into like really who I am and have become more secure with who I am and more secure with like the vision and the designs. Uh, Like, for example, like if Barney's viewed our collection and they only liked one style, right. I would be like devastated. I was like, why didn't they like the other styles? Or like, why did they only order this in like five colors instead of all six colors? Like, did they, did they not like the, the, the last colorway? Like, I don't understand. And like, I would take things so personally to like such an extreme, But that was like at a time when I was so influenced by so many other people, so many other brands, other trends. And I think as I've really grown into my own aesthetic and the aesthetic of our brand, I feel so confident and comfortable putting things out there, knowing that it's not for everyone and that not everyone's going to like it, but like, that's okay. Um, 
and that's kind of a very roundabout answer to your question but I think as I've come to that place um there is less of me that wants to give up when those things happen right. I get less of me taking things personally um because there's no way you can make something that everyone is going to I was like. just gonna say that there's just no way I, I, much as I want that to be true because like I want to be inclusive and not exclusive I don't I've come to the place where that's not um I'm not intentionally excluding people I am just realizing that you have to be true to you and I think I took it so personally with the Barneys and whatever because like maybe I created that last color because our showroom said you have to have red right like red is the color of the season and I'm like well I really don't like red because you're saying that it's like the color of the year and then that's a very specific example which it has happened many times I can only imagine yeah I mean we've had a lot of sales teams that are like Alyssa like we need to do print and I'm like I hate print right that's not you at all that's like literally the anti of you (laughs) I don't think I own one thing that is printed (laughs) like a stripe yeah maybe like a vintage floral like very vintage like something like that but like yeah no like it's not me and I did it because it was like okay well if that's what they need and then it wouldn't sell and I was like okay and I think that goes back to like your mission statement of being confident and like comfortable with who you are like you become confident and comfortable in this fashion sphere that you're like okay sure Barney's you don't like that then we're gonna move on to the next to the next retailer yeah I think also like I have worked on being I think this comes a lot down not to sound like a therapy session but like vulnerability is like a very challenging thing for a lot of people it very hard for me and I think like as I've become like more secure it's like putting things out there in the world for people to scrutinize oh yeah is really hard oh yeah but what you're putting out there feels true to you it feels it's way easier couldn't agree more I think that that's taken me definitely a minute um but yeah. And hey, you know, we're all influenced by people that we either know or don't know. And I think everyone has a point in their lives where they kind of try to mold to society. But it's really when you feel comfortable and confident in your own self that you're like, all right, yeah. if this works out, amazing. If it doesn't work yeah. out, I know that the next one will work out. And that's yeah, something I mean, that I feel like you've cultivated now throughout in these last 11 years. For sure. And it's like, listen, not to say by any means that I don't put things out now that like sometimes I look at like a little bit later. I'm like, uh, what were you thinking when you did that? And it doesn't like, don't get me wrong. Like I do that all the time. But that's like like, looking at yourself when you were 16. You're like, what was I doing? (laughs) I still kill myself over true religions every day. Rock and Republic, true religion. Literally. A true time to be alive. Well, again, to shift gears a little bit, what's the best piece of advice that's been given to you? I think um, go with the flow and don't panic. I think those are probably the two biggest ones, which sounds super simple. But, like, if you really live by them, um, you're, like, going to be okay. I mean, I think our business has been just an ongoing go with the flow. Um, I think, like... 
you know, people say man plans, God laughs. I think like sometimes I get so fixated on like controlling and planning and these things just fall into place when they're supposed to. I think that happens a lot with like hiring people, putting people in certain positions, um, just like timing, like things just work out. Like sometimes like I can be like obsessive, like, okay, like we need this new hire. I need to find them, you know, and then like, something will shift you know we'll let someone go and then someone else from our team um wanted that position and then we shift things and then everyone is where they're supposed to be and i think just going with the flow like allows you to do that that's actually straight from my dad i think the he i think like the year before he passed away he made us shirts that say gwtf stop it he was with the acronyms before everyone oh, yeah. was he with was the like acronyms very trendy very um so yeah i think go with the flow is just a huge one and like not fixating on those things that are probably just going to fall into place on their own anyway yeah and the panic i mean like i think i have a tendency to like oh when something goes wrong to like go to that place yeah but, goes back to go with the flow like things just work out and like if they don't work out like that's just not how it was meant to be and you might not realize it in that moment but like you're gonna realize it when you look back at a certain at a certain point and I think everyone's kind of learning that lesson right now that not everything goes as it was supposed to be planned and like and it's kind of an amazing thing that we can collectively as a whole kind of have that notion together um and to kind of close this out with something that you would tell 18 year old Alyssa, something, you know, now that you would have saved, that would have saved you from overthinking then. <laughs> You're like everything. <laughs> uh, no, we have a little. Hi. <laughs> Hi cutie. Um, I think I would have just told myself to like stay true to me. I think like I spent so much time trying to like in so many ways, personally, work-wise, being the boss lady you're supposed to be, yeah. like, be, trying to be like this like bitchy whatever, which is like so not who I am. Not or, at all. <laughs> um, you know, everyone's like, you can't be a friend. Like you can't, your employees like can't like you. They need to respect you. And like, I just like, don't believe that. As I'm like literally <laughs> looking at like my, all the corners of my room being like, are yeah. they fucking kidding? I yeah, think, I think I the do- reason your business has done so amazing is because of, as you're we talking about the customer support you, I think like there's such a, a big part of you and a big part of that vulnerability that I think people feel comfortable. And I think that's yeah. actually helped your business rather than hurt it. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, I think I think if I just would have known at an earlier age that it was like okay to be who I was um, and to just like stick true to myself in my designs, in my methods, in everything, definitely would have saved me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> definitely. Well, what's the last thing I'm going to ask is what can we yeah. expect from Donnie next? Um, I hope just like a lot more pieces that make you feel good I hope um that you know a lot more people can wear whether it's different sizes whether it's um you know different genders different ages yeah um different uh beings when I'm saying that I mean like dogs totally 
lot of different things for a lot of different beings. Listen, you could definitely be a unisex brand, no doubt about it. Very, very Uh easy to do. I have to say, I could definitely see some of my guy friends definitely rocking one of my Henleys, no doubt about it. Well, you know what, Alyssa? It has been so lovely catching up. So lovely seeing you. I have and will always be a huge Donnie fan. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. And I'm so excited to see how you create the showroom and what's next in the world. And I'm just really happy to see you. And I'm happy to know that you're healthy, well, everything's okay over there in LA. And, you know, I look forward to maybe doing a part two and hearing about your next series of collaborations because... Like I said, you are the queen of collaborations, whether you think so or not. (laughs) Well, Well, the feelings are mutual all around. Thank you for having me. I mean, more so than anything, it was a nice catch up, a much overdue catch up. Oh my God, such beyond overdue. Every time I I like reach out to you, I'm like, so don't sell out of this right now. Please, 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 please. And I always feel so rude and annoying, but I'm also like, but I love her and I love her clothes. And I know if I was annoying, she'd probably block me. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for coming on The Vibe, my love. Everyone have a beautiful day.